right, welcome to Game Changer. I'm David Villa here with Diana Villa, and we are so excited to be with you today. And uh, what a great day. This is the day the Lord has made. Come on, can we just do this together? Can we rejoice and be glad in it, right? Be glad in it. Be glad in it. We're going to talk about what are you magnifying today? Magnifying. I was going to get a magnifying glass. I didn't. Here's why. You know, if you're watching this, then you'd get it. But then I thought about all the people listening to it. And then I constantly have to reference that I'm holding a magnifying glass. So um, the prop would be just mediocre or it would just be. I was thinking more dangerous because if I know you, you <laughs> probably would be burning something on fire. Yeah, so, my ADD. Um, thank you for. That is um, always fun to do. Adhering to the fire marshals. Fire marshal. Pretty sure um, the fire marshal Recommendations. Doesn't, pretty sure the fire marshal doesn't say anything about magnifying glasses. Starting fires. Well, I mean. That's not what they're used for. Technically, they're used for to be able to see. We're going to talk about why why they're used this morning. What, what's the quote of the year, Mike? <laughs> well, no, no, not burning things. Like when you were a kid and you were able to use a magnifying glass to kind of remember the first time you guys all discovered magnifying glass would burn something. That was fun. I mean, it was fun. You know, you you, you kind of got your little god complex in there. You know, it wasn't fun to the ants. The ants were like, really, man. <laughs> you know, but. I, I am not confirming nor denying that I did that, uh, but I did it. Um, hey, we're going to talk about what are you, we're going to ask the question, what are you magnifying uh, today? And um, also, if you're watching live with us today, we do want to pay a special attention to you. By far, the majority of our audience listens. And then, of course, um, a good majority of those who watch us, uh, probably 80 or 90 percent to watch us come after the fact throughout the week. Um, we are just honored, though, that some would be able to join us live just because we know you're with us, even if it's just a handful. It's kind of like a small group live. It just gives us, Diane and I, the ability to, you know, kind of gel with you, talk with you, and we feel you. And uh, somebody from Fresno, California, uh, Reba, um, messaged awesome. this morning. She's watching. This is 530 in the morning in Fresno. So we want to we appreciate you watching with us. And uh, and if you're watching live and you're able, just pop it in the comments on YouTube where you're watching from. Mike, you can maybe let us know in a little bit where some people are watching from. Again, we're going to give a special shout-out, even if it's just a handful of you, um, just so uh, you know that you're important and it just uh, helps us, um, you know, where it's not just us recording a podcast. We're able to interact, and we like that better. So you ready to, you ready to discuss magnification? We're going to discuss what are we magnifying? What are we focusing on? And, um, you know... Um, Speaking of magnifying glasses, I did a little studying on it. So long before eyeglasses were invented, okay, uh, people used magnifying glasses to read, not burn, but to read small print and help them see better. You know, so before eyeglasses, you know, so you can imagine I'm wearing glasses, and if I had eye issues, which obviously people did, you know, they'd have to use a magnifying glass, right, to help them read better. And, you know, um, a magnifying glass doesn't actually change the size of what you're looking at it changes your perspective so that it appears larger to you i want you to get that because the whole premise of this today is based on that right it doesn't change the size of what you're looking at so a magnifying glass doesn't doesn't change the size of it it just changes your perspective 
And so, you know, our minds, I think, work like this, right? Like a magnifying glass. The more we think about something, the more we dwell on something, the larger we perceive it to be. And so when we focus on our situation, you know, that we've gone through, when we focus on, you know, the burden or we focus on, you know, what the, the struggle, it, it doesn't actually change anything in the natural. Okay, the problem doesn't get, get bigger, right? The situation doesn't get bigger. It doesn't change anything in the natural, but your situation becomes larger in your mind. And how many know that's where the battle is fought, right? It's fought in our mind. So, so what do we? So why are we talking about what do we magnify? Because if we magnify the wrong things, I believe this: they can set our life on the wrong course, and they can do it really quick, right? And that's why God speaks in this in the Bible a lot. And we're going to talk about it. We talked about it actually, Diana. Over the last month when we were talking about peace and joy and we're doing a Bible plan collectively, collaboratively uh, with our team here on the fruits of the Spirit that will be released uh, next month. But when we talked about that, we, we talked a little bit about Philippians where one of the things that God really did when Paul wrote the Philippians is, is the Lord spoke to him and said, hey, write this. You know, he, he talked about the perspective and what we look at and what we talk about and what we declare, what we speak, because I think God knew this, right? Whatever we looked at, and focused on, we were going to start magnifying. And if we magnify it, it doesn't make it bigger. That's the fallacy, right? It doesn't make the situation bigger. It just makes it bigger in our mind, which takes us down the wrong path. And um, I know I've done this a lot. We have to keep things in the right perspective and know when to stop dwelling on things that we can't change, right? And uh, if we continue to focus on the problems, then they become so large in our mind that we literally can be consumed by them. And we we've, we can relate to this, right? I think everyone can. But You know, I think wherever you place your focus, that's where your emotions go. So I think we have to be always filtering those things through the context of of the Word of God. And honestly, our community, our peop- the people of God around us, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes we think view things one way, but even the perspective of, you know, our friends or our family or, or our church family or um, co-workers, that perspective, um, you know, I can think of a, an area of our business that um, falls under my area of responsibility, but it wasn't my main focus. And as we were developing and growing some new um, parts of that department, um, I, I came in and I was looking from kind of like an outside perspective looking in and I was able to go ask, like, why do we have this here? Why don't we move this here? Why don't we have things filter? Because sometimes that up, you know, a far view is totally different because they can see, you know, the bigger picture. And that's what God is to you. He's the almighty and he's looking from this vast view. And so he sees not just what's in front of you, but he sees ahead of you. And so I think making sure that we keep that perspective is really important. And, you know, and sometimes, um, you know, our lenses get a little dirty Mm, and clouded and it doesn't mean that we can't see the object in front of us, but we don't see it very clear and precise. So I think, again, that comes back to, you know, judging um, what we're thinking, what we're feeling, what we're experiencing back to the context of the word of God and what he says about that situation. That's good. So let's look at it this way. So then what you're saying is when you focus on God and magnify him in your life, right? Then all the, you know, all the things in this world, the challenges, the obstacles, the disappointments, they kind of seem to melt away. And so magnifying is not a bad thing. It's what are you magnifying, right? And I think that one of the terminologies in the church that we've used over the years, you know, we've even written songs about it. The scripture's obviously on it. We're going to read one here in a minute. But it talks about to magnify the Lord. 
And um, so, you know, it's good to magnify, but what are you magnifying? And here's another way to look at it too. And you can even do this um, if you can find one. I know that there's not a lot of quarters around these days, but if you got a quarter, you can hold it in front of you, you know, with your, you know, arm outstretched, you know, close one eye and the quarter, you know, seems small compared to everything else you see around you, you know, if you hold it out like this. But if you pull that quarter closer to your eye, it begins to get larger, right? But if you hold it close enough, you know, you won't be able to see anything else. And this is what happens, you know, in life, right? Difficulties, challenges seem so much larger than they actually are simply because we hold them closer than they are, than, than necessary. We're not holding them into the, in, in the, you know, into perspective. We're, we're holding them so close to our vision, to our eyes, what we see. And the wrong perspective will lead you and I down the wrong path. And, um, you know, That's so good. you talk about changing your perspective and I like the fact that you said, you know, you're cleaning the lens of, of your life because, um, it can be, uh, what if you have residue, you know, from things that you've been through that have, that have clouded your vision as well that have, um, you know, that have, uh, stained your lens, so to speak. Um, I think that that's important. So, but either way, the wrong perspective is going to lead us down the right or the wrong path, right? And when we change our perspective in just a split second, and we do this by just changing our focus. And so when we come up against challenges, let's remind ourselves, right, of all the great things that God has done for us. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not always easy to do, but it'll work every time. You know, begin to thank Him, you know, for allowing you to know Him. You know, thank Him for your family. Thank Him for your children. Thank Him for your job. Thank Him for your lovely spouse. Thank him. I'm pointing to Diana if you're listening, but she's not pointing at me. He's trying to earn points today, guys. (laughs) So, you know, I recall how God has brought you through past trials and difficulties, right? You know, and and then you'll be, you know, remember the amazement and, and, you know, of, of him. And here's the thing, your perspective changes. And when you have a grateful heart, you choose to magnify the right things. So I'm going to encourage you today, right? Take inventory of that. Here's the scripture, by the way, Psalms 34, 3. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Well, here's kind of what, when you think about the perspective of a magnifying glass, the thing that's really awesome about it is you could be, but you can move it. Mm. It doesn't have to stay where it's situated right now that you have the ability to move it and put it on the right place. Um, you know, and then I think here's one of the things that I would say could be a really quick fix. Um, man looks on the outward appearance, but God always brings us back to the heart. So I think that's a really uh, good way to start filtering our perspective is where is our heart at? Is it fixed on the Lord? Is it, you know, does it have anything impure in it? Are we, you know, daily feeding it with the word of God. You know, the word of God talks about that the issues of life flow from our hearts. So, you know, I think going back to that perspective is sometimes our reactions, how many has been in a situation where we react to it and we respond to it. And it's like, man, where did that come from? That came from your heart. Mm-hmm. Something was there already. So I think um, perspective Ouch. and lenses, we need to be making sure that we're cleansing, you know, that perspective of our heart. Are we constantly, you know, um, 
cleansing it and and bringing it back to you know the word of God and what God says about us, about others, about forgiveness, about love, about peace, about joy. Um, you know, are we are we doing that? So I think we can take our magnifying glass because we want to often look at others, but maybe we're looking at things from a magnifying glass instead of looking at it through a mirror. And a mirror challenges us to actually look inward to ultimately bring about outward change. Mm, that's good. I want to I want to bring up a story that we are familiar with a lot of us in the Bible right in Acts because, you know, let's let's bring it into a real, you know, situation here and using two, you know, uh, uh, personalities from the Bible, two people, Paul and Silas, right? In Acts, they were thrown into a situation where they had no control of this situation. They were locked in a place of restriction. They were locked in a place of limitation, right in the natural. They were put in prison. And so, um, you know, and here's the thing, though. They started praising God and singing hymns right in the middle of the prison. So what a powerful you know, declaration, really, this is. Right in the middle of a situation that they couldn't control in the natural, they could control what they magnified and what they focused on. Now, here's the thing. I'm not really sure you know, um, that if I were in Paul and Silas's situation that I could do that, you know. You know by the way, we are in those figurative places today. You may not be in a literal prison. You may be, but you may not be in a literal prison, but we are in f- figuratively in those places, and we are faced with those same types of situations. Well, that was an external choices. expression of what was already in their heart, that they mm-hmm. knew and recognized their need to worship and praise God in spite of what they were going through. So it still comes back down to what was already in their heart. If worship and praise and honor and it isn't already in my heart, towards God is not already in my heart, it's probably not going to come out in those times of trouble. So I feel like that was probably something, or I know that that, would, that was something that was already in their heart. So um, a couple weeks ago, and I probably mentioned it last week, I'm not sure, but, you know, the Lord gave me just this real short, you know, I guess, quote or, or whatever, but, you know, our joy, our peace, our happiness, our, you know, can't be contingent on our external circumstances, but they have to be grounded in an internal assurance that God is with you regardless. Mm. So, you know, their outward expression of praising God in the middle of their turmoil or in the middle of their midnight hour was about an internal assurance that in spite of what they were experiencing, God was with them. Yeah, Mm, that's good. so looking at Paul and Silas, yeah, and here's the thing: there's not there's not a lot of things that we could, we could maybe can control. Maybe you're in a situation where, you know, you you can't control what's going on. Maybe there are restrictions around the way you know you normally go about things. I know that this season we've come out of. There's been a lot of restrictions. There's been the things that have been out of our control. But here's the thing: we all have a choice of what we magnify. So the Bible doesn't say in Acts that Paul and Silas were ignoring the situation, and that's always been interesting to me, right? It's not that they ignored the situation; it's not that they were not, were unaware where they were, you know. And these are humans, right? These aren't these aren't gods. These are this is these are these are two men. And these, and and by the way, you know, if you you know, not to get real deep here, but if you study out the prison and in the in the way they were bound, this you know wasn't a Sunday school felt board type situation that they were just kind of sitting there in a room on the ground, you know, with a ball and chain, just kind of like, but you know, free to kind of move around a little bit. That would be bad. But 
the, the, this type of stocks that they were in based on this time frame in society, they were mounted against the wall and they had them stretch their arms and legs to the, to the point where they were, they were, they couldn't stretch anymore. So they were, they were against the wall. They were confined. They were completely, they were in pain. They were uncomfortable. And so they were completely aware, right? of what was going on. So they weren't ignoring the situation. It would be impossible to ignore it. But here's the thing. They chose to magnify the one who was greater, right? They, and it's a choice to magnify the one that was greater. And I know what Diana's saying. It was in their heart. And that is very important. But if you think about this for a second, isn't that the enemy's plight, right? The enemy's plight is to, is to, is to bombard your heart with your circumstances. So Paul and Silas also were facing the circumstance that could, was trying to get in their heart. He was trying to infiltrate their heart with the circumstances and, and, and shift their heart. But, the, but they chose to, to, to magnify the one that was greater. And so here's the thing. There's power in what we magnify. You know, I immediately thought of when you were just talking about that story <clears throat> is that before they experienced freedom, they experienced great pain. So mm -hmm. maybe you're in a season of pain, emotionally, spiritually, physically, whatever that is. Don't stop short because often our pain comes before freedom, healing. You know, if we've had things happen in our life, traumas, a lot of times working through that, it's painful. So yeah. if you're in a season of pain, again, go back to your perspective. Yes, it's uncomfortable, but you have to know you have the assurance that God's with you. And then even through the pain, he's going to bring your healing. He's going to bring your freedom. He's going to bring your hope. He's going to bring your joy. So, you know, we often equate pain to being a you know, a bad thing, which it is, right? But it could be right now what you're experiencing could be the beginning stages of, of, of getting to that freedom or that breakthrough. Yeah. And absolutely. And I'm, I'm figuring they were probably, it was painful. They were stretched oh, yeah. out. So they experienced that and, it, and probably question, how can I be praising God? Maybe in their thoughts, not in their heart, they were yeah. worshiping God through their heart, but their thought, I can't imagine that them not at some point going, I can't believe I'm praising a God and here I am. Like I would probably do that if I'm honest. Well, in, in the seek, you know, this isn't, <clears throat> this isn't the, the point necessarily of the lesson, but it's, it's definitely a great point. It is, it is honestly the point of life in Christ. So it should be, I guess, the point of the lesson, but um, taking it a step further, you know, what you're experiencing, it was powerful. They may have had the joy of the Lord and they may have known why they were praising God in their circumstances. But Diana's a hundred percent right because all the prisons around them didn't know the jailer didn't know they couldn't understand. So, so you're going through what you're going through. Your pain has purpose. And when you praise God in the middle of it and you choose to magnify him instead of magnifying the circumstances, and it is a choice then here's the deal. The enemy loses all power. He loses all foothold. The, the chains that bound them loosed them. And not only did it loose them, it loosed everyone around them. So it was freeing for everyone because everyone around them couldn't understand. They did not know this God. They did not know this God in order to magnify him. And so Paul and Silas not only brought freedom through through magnifying him, but they brought freedom to everyone around them. Yeah. And the family of the jailer was saved. And it was revival took place in that situation. And so, you know, here's the thing, there's power in what we magnify. So we don't ignore what's going on in the world because that's exactly where the power is. We're made overcomers, Revelation says, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So we don't ignore what's going on, but we choose to magnify a God who's 
good. And here's the thing, the Bible in Hebrews 13, 8, the Bible says that, that God never changes. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today. And he's the same forever. And so the same God that was in the middle of that prison with Paul and Silas is the same God that's in the middle of your circumstance. And if we had a promise of acceleration for us yesterday, then he sure does have it for us today as well. So I want to encourage you, right? We're not ignoring what's going on. But we choose to magnify a God and choose to believe in a God that might just use us, you and I, right, to change other people's lives in the middle of our circumstances. Here's another scripture for you really quick, James 1, 2 through 4. And, and it reminds us to choose to focus on God when we go through these things. And, if, and not, not, not when, or not if, but when we go through them. That scripture, James 1, 2 through 4, is counted all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Mm. I love the beginning of that verse, too. It says to, to count it all. We've been talking about joy a little bit. Count it all joy. There it is again, right? Are you kidding me? You know, I'm in prison. I'm shackled to a wall, right? I'm uncomfortable. I'm hot. I'm sweaty. You know, I, I'm lacking. I'm hurting. I'm whatever. Count it all joy, not count it all happiness, right? But count it all joy. That's powerful. The, the trying of your faith produces patience. There's another fruit of the Spirit that we don't like. And here's the thing. We don't have to pray, pray for patience. People say that, but you really don't have to because patience happens. It, the trying of your faith, have you gone through some things in life? I mean, have you come out of some things in life? Well, let me ask you this. Have you come out of some things in life and then gone back through some things in life and then come out of some things in life and gone through some things in life? Well, i got news for you. I'm 50 years old, and it's been a cycle that I can depend on, right? I've come through some things, and I've gone into some things, and I've come out of some things, and I've gone. And here's the thing. Produces, count it all joy, because it produces the trine of your faith, produces patience. So patience is being produced in you and I, which is a fruit of the spirit, right? <clears throat> and the fact that we didn't give up. And so, um, you know, it's interesting, uh, th these magnifying lights, right? That tattoo artists and hairstylists and even like social media people use, you know, those circle lights that they use for the, you know, some churches use them now for taking photos at conferences and things. And they set them up outside. And these are these magnifying light. What are they used for? And these magnifying lamps are essential, right? for anyone working with precision, right? Anyone that's, that's working with precision, right? Anyone that's, that's working where, you know, they, they need that precise, you know, it, it's uh, design or, you know, something that, that's going to be inspected, right? Here's the thing, and they can effortlessly view small details that are lighted and magnified, right, by these, these lamps, and it reduces eye strain and prevents vision fatigue. And there it is, right? Have, have You have vision, but do you have vision fatigue? You've written the vision down. You've run after it. You pursued it. You believe in it. You wrote the book on it, but you're getting vision fatigue. And you know what? You need to magnify, you need to magnify the light. Hey, magnify the light of the world, right? So what are you magnifying? We need to magnify the light. And he is the light. He's the light of the world. Amen. I just keep going back to mirror, so I know we're talking about what we magnify in our lives. But I think, I, for me personally, if I've gotten anything out of today, be more about 
um, a mirror because a mirror reflects light and can do the same type of damage that a magnifying glass does. So for me, um, I'm, I'm thinking more of a, of a mirror perspective and, and not to take away from you know, what you put together for today, but am I reflecting it? You know, another thing with a magnifying glass, it will actually help us if we're, we're looking at it through the lens of God, it might actually magnify or, or reveal to us some things that the Lord really wants to work out of us. Mm. You know, if you have a, a, a splinter, you sometimes have to get a magnifying glass to see the splinter before you could get rid of it. And so maybe you're in a season where the Lord is magnifying some things in your life so that you can use this season, this pain, this hardship, this trial um, to uproot some things that have, you know, penetrated your heart or your life or your or your spiritual walk. Um, and so maybe that's, you know, again, it comes down to perspective is your magnifying is your magnifying glass, are you in a season where you're looking at it from a standpoint of burning up some things in your life, or is it to amplify some things so that you can uproot them? Amen. So I'm going to give you some encouragement here as we wrap up here in the next few minutes, and we're going to say a prayer with you, but be encouraged, right? Because, and I want you to magnify these things. Let's let's end on this note, because we, as we magnify these, these this encouragement through Scripture and what God says, as we begin to magnify this together in the last couple of minutes, you're going to notice that that your joy is going to get bigger, your peace is going to get bigger, right? You're going to see you're going to see your breakthrough is going to get bigger because that's what's going to happen. You're magnifying it, so be encouraged. God has the best things ahead of you today. Amen. This is the day the Lord has made. Psalms 118 says, "I will rejoice, be glad in it. Save me, send success and prosperity today." give us success today, Lord. Those are the the verses. So be encouraged. He has great things ahead of you today. He has new mercies, right? His mercies are new every morning. He has more breakthrough for you today. As you come into to faith with great expectation of what God wants to do, right? And, and he is the light and the salvation. So whom shall I fear? That's Psalms 27.1. So we need to declare that I'm not going to live in fear of what the future holds, right? I'm going to put my trust in God because he's my light and he's my salvation. That's what I'm choosing to magnify. And, you know, here's a, a really good scripture as it goes forward. The Bible continues to say this. He says, the Lord is my strength, the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Strength means fortress, right? Strong fortress, a rock, a place of safety, harbor, stronghold, a refuge. That is what we need to magnify today. And he wants to be those things. We need to make him bigger than any situation we face. And the way we do that is we magnify him and not the situation. Because when we do that, he steps in, he becomes everything that we need. He becomes our light, our salvation. He becomes our strength and he's on our side. I immediately thought of Philippians 4. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Mm. whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if if there be any praise, think on these things. Magnify these things, right? If you think on them, you're magnifying them. Yes. You're focusing on them. Amen. Amen. So let's just say a prayer, <clears throat> a couple of prayers here together, just to give you guys some things that we can we can leave together. Father, you are the light. You're our salvation. You're our strength. You said you will be there in any season, Lord. And we thank you that even though we go through troubles and trials, you still reign and rule in this world. And we ask for your blessing over every family, God, listening over person, over their finances, their health. 
God, put protection around them. God, we declare that we will not retreat, but we will see your kingdom come. Father, we thank you that you're good all the time, God, you're good. We thank you that no weapon, God, Isaiah says, no weapon formed against us will prosper. Lord, we thank you that greater is he, God, that's in us than he that's in the world. We thank you that in the midst of our circumstances and surroundings, God, we can make a choice to magnify you today and you can do all things as we invite you into our lives this day. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen. Let's go burn some ants. What do you guys say? Not really.